Aren't we live? Mm -hmm. Awesome. All right. You know how they play the church playlist before the Friday night service? You know what? <laughs> All right, guys, come on in. We're live. Oh, there we go. I'm giving a little side action. You know what? <laughs> All right, guys. So we're not going to start. We're just going to start. So, guys, you're tuned into the Dope Girls Pray podcast. I'm your host, Kenisha H. This is our first segment of the Millennials Corner. I'm so excited um, for what God is going to do through this segment here. Um, the Millennials Corner is basically, it's for millennials, yes, but it's for everybody at the same time. People are who are into entrepreneurship, business, or whatever it is you inspire to do, dreams or aspirations. This is the segment for you. This is the section of the podcast, which is under the Dope Girls Pray University. Um, and so tonight we have three special guests who are going to be our guest speakers. We have Mr. Julia King. We have Rashid Coleman and we have Vincent Cobb who are going to be the guest speakers. You guys can go ahead and introduce yourself. Yeah, great. Um, I'll start off. Uh, yeah, my, name is, my name is Vince Cobb. Um, I live in Philadelphia. Uh, my work, I am a co-founder along with Rashid for Summer House Institute, which is a summer residency program for uh, black men in college, rising juniors and seniors who are interested in getting into the education field. And so we help facilitate that process and also do um, professional development community practice sessions throughout the year for our membership. That's awesome. Go ahead, Rashid, introduce yourself. I think his camera didn't froze. He's having some technical difficulties, so I'll step in. Right, uh, I'm, I am Julian King. I'm a singer songwriter from Philadelphia. Um, and the work that I do is I entertain people. So I'm part of a touring Motown show. Um, and yeah, I have a new album called Made in China. It's available on all streaming platforms. All right, so Rashid is coming back in. All right, there we go. All right, go ahead, Rashid, introduce yourself. Uh, Rashid Coleman, um, Julian's big brother. Um, I don't know what else I already said, but me and Vince actually work together running a nonprofit organization, um, which I'm hopefully he gave some context and information about if he hasn't already. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that's pretty much me in a nutshell. What's up, Mike? Yeah, I can't hear anything. You can't hear? Can you hear? 
Hold on. Oh, I guess he. Oh, wait. Can you hear us now? I can't hear anything. Hmm. No. That's what happened to me. I had to. He's gonna come back in. So you guys can can kind of get started and, and let us know kind of what your nonprofit um, organization, what does that entail? A little bit more details about that. Mm. You take it, Rashi. Go ahead, Vinny. <laughs> All right, pass the ball. Got you. <laughs> All of our nonprofit. Here's Julian. Julian, yours. Yours. Hello. Can you hear us? Oh, there it is. There it is. There it is. Oh, here you are. Go ahead, Vince. Um, yeah, so Rashid and I started an organization back in 2015. Um, we were looking to bring in a more inclusive space in the education for black men, given that nationally teachers make up um black black men, male teachers only make up two percent of the teaching population, which is disproportionately low, especially compared to the students of color that are in schools um, nationwide. Uh, and, you know, we truly believe you can't be what you can't see. And so we want to see more positive role models in front of our students. It was uh, black male teachers who had a special impact in our lives and helped us advance our thinking and trajectory into the successful folks we are today. We believe that every student deserves that opportunity. And so we have raised over $3 million um, wow. in philanthropy and to dedicate to this cause. And so we run a national conference um, every year where we had, it's peaked at 1,100 that have attended in downtown Philadelphia at the Sheraton Hotel. Julian has also been like a guest performer um, mm -hmm. at one of our uh, benefit concerts. He killed, killed the show. He should have been the headliner, actually. Um, <laughs> and we... Um, continue to bring like just awareness to this issue and so what we did was provide like um professional development we provided affinity spaces we provided um supports even for high school students who are interested in getting into the into the um field and our hope was to increase the the percentage of black male teachers in the philadelphia school system by 2025. Um, we have since then advanced to do more nationally facing work with um, organization that we, another organization we started called the Summer House Institute, which we launched, uh, when we launched this? This is October. like last, October of yeah. last year. And um, we it's been doing very successful. We've been raising money and supports for our members. Um, and yeah, we continue to do that representation work um, to ensure that we have adequate representation in our schools of black men. We so, raised so, a tad under a million in uh, six wow. months. Wow. Yes. wow. Yeah. So yeah. what exactly is the summer house? It's a what summer residence. <laughs> it's a summer residency program. I'll be waiting, you know, we waiting for him to jump in. Um, it's, it's a summer residency program. And so basically what we want to do is give a residential experience where these men that uh, we accept up until 10, we're doing 10 this summer, but we are going to go to 25 next year and hopefully reach into markets in Texas and also California. Um, but we really want to build community among these guys. I think when you first started getting into the education space, it's hard to navigate. Like, you know, you don't know the connections, all the processes you have to go through to get certified, the state exams, all of that. And so we are almost like onboarding um, frontline introduction to 
getting in the schools and, you know, getting placements. So we have school partners and all those things. Um, and we also help, you know, support them through that process of certification. And so um, this year we're going, we're launching our first summer cohort of 10 men. And then throughout the year, we're hoping to do a virtual conference. Um, given the COVID stuff going on, we can't unfortunately meet in person um, for our national conference. So we're going to try it out, do a virtual, see what happens. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's it in a nutshell. So is, so is that like for high school students, I'm assuming? Is that for high school students? Uh, no. Uh, in the NFL no. so program is going. Support, go ahead. You want to go? You no, you got it now. All right. Go the ahead. fellowship program um, <laughs> is going to be for juniors and seniors that are in college that are thinking about getting into the profession. Um, we felt like the work that we did before was uh, we wanted to get people into the pipeline a little bit earlier, giving them access to what the space might look like. The other part that Vince didn't highlight is that we also are focusing on uh, both media and ed tech um, okay. as potential ways that uh, young men can play in the education sector. Um, there's a lot of dollars that are left off the table that people can't access because there's just no people of color in those spaces. And so a part of our solution is that we give access and opportunity to guys that want to work in those fields as well. Um, I think last time we checked, what was it, like $3 billion in revenue that was left yep. off the table um, because there are no people of color um, in any of the head positions in both tech and media. So... Um, it is there it's there for the taking and honestly as we've seen with covid it's highlighted the inequities in education in a massive way and how we honestly need to throw away the whole system and uh come up with something new to really reach the kids in a way that's going to be beneficial to them wow that's amazing that's amazing so how do you guys think that for like, as far as information wise, like for people that might want to get access to like these loans, this money that you're talking about, like how can you guys um, help like the viewers learn about where they can learn if maybe there's someone that's interested in doing the same thing that you guys are doing? Call Vince. Uh, no, I'm joking. <laughs> um, there are times where what I didn't realize is, um, and we talked about this earlier when we did our Instagram live session. There's a ton of ways to access resources that, unfortunately, us Black people don't really know how to tap into um, mm -hmm. because the way you play the game is a bit different. So my advice would be, one, anyone that wants to get into the nonprofit space or wants to raise money, get any type of federal funding, find a grant writer. Um, mm -hmm. That'd be the first thing. And then literally, if you just search grants in whatever space that you're in, there's tons of money out there that you can get for free to help with equitable causes, you just gotta know where to look. And I think for mm -hmm. us, we didn't really know about this space at all. It wasn't until we got into uh, Camelback as well as Echo and Green with the two incubator programs that are focused on black male achievement that we really found our footing. So I, my advice would just be, if you're interested in anything out there, whatever it is, um, do a little bit of research. And then you honestly have to put a small team together in order to, um, activate in a way where you can get access to these resources and funds. Yeah, just to tag on a little bit to that, um, there's a New York Times article that came out on with Cheryl Dorsey, and she talked about mm -hmm. how there are trillions of dollars in philanthropy money that goes to organizations, but of that pot of money, there's less than 1% are black and brown folks. Wow. And so they're predominantly given to white organizations because they don't see us, um, we don't have that connection. Rashi and I are very fortunate to be in a very unique space 
Um, and really, uh, that gave us access to Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, um, Chan Zuckerberg, uh, the initiative, the Walton Family Foundation. And so they gave us access to these major, major funders who are now invested in our work and want to see more people of color actually applying for these huge grants um, for their to kind of develop their businesses. Um, so it's, it's funny because people say, like, how do you get the money? It's not easy. Like, we gotta, you got to find right. yourself in certain circles that right. will help you um, make those introductions. Because I think what made it easy for us to incubate programs is we were already vetted. So they didn't have to, we didn't have to, like, cold call nobody or go on a website and hopefully they respond. They're saying, like, here are these two guys. Give them money. They're cool. Like, right. they're legit. And so once right. you get that kind of... You know stamp. that kind of I yeah, that kind of stamp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were able to move fast and like raise money um, at a faster rate for sure. And you know, that's I'm gonna chime in for a second because that's so important. The the part about building your reputation because I think a lot of times people take that part lightly. You know, as it pertains to, we see it all the time, like bad transactions. You know, people burn people and and different mm. things like that. And it, it plays a part because when you actually really want to like really venture and step into what what it is that you want to do, sometimes like people, they will go off of your track record. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? And so that is so important that, you know, you you keep those relationships and stuff like that as it pertains to business. And it's not just a business with life, you mm -hmm. know, because you never know when you're going to need somebody to do something or somebody to put in a good word for you. So, yeah, that I can attest to that. That is so important about, you know, making sure your reputation, you know, stays, stays clean and, and stuff like that, because people won't want to work with you. Right. They won't want right. to work with you and, they, and they won't they won't trust you, you know, as well either. And it's the same thing. I'm sorry. We gonna say it about God. It's the same thing with him. You know, when he wants to give us things. <laughs> Shut up, Julian. When he wants to give us things, it's true. He gives it to us based off of if, if he can trust us. I have to say it. It's so true. He knows who he can trust with stuff and who he can't. And so it's the same thing. So I, I do have to say that because it is a Christian podcast. Yes, yes. <laughs> but it's so true. It's so true. It's so true. Um, but that's amazing. And that's awesome, too. But how did you guys actually get into like that circle of people? Mm. Whew. Uh, honestly, <laughs> uh, maybe you could say that's favor. Um, yeah. <laughs> because, <laughs> no, honestly, I I tell people all the time, if you would have told me that this is what I would be doing and this is the numbers that we're dealing with, the things, the people that we're talking to, I would have told you was lying. Um, mm -hmm. I didn't even, I don't even think I, I really understood like the magnitude of all the things we were doing, we were doing them. It was just like, we were just trying and trying and trying. I think we were just relentless. So there was this one program called Echo and Green. Um, shout out to them for real, because they they saved our behinds a bunch of times. Um, mm -hmm. But they we, we just kept applying. I mean, I think it took us three times to get Echo and Green. Yeah, we got rejected. Yeah, Three times. We got rejected multiple times. Um, but we just kept pushing forward and kept trying to make something happen. Um, and then the application processes are very, very long for all mm. these things. The hardest interview um, I ever did in my life. <laughs> right. They're, they're extremely difficult to get through. So, I mean, we got in because, again, we had to uh, literally assemble a small team. We had to find someone that could write the grant. We had to find someone to come up with curriculum, help us with programming. And I think what it really took for us is to put our proudest and ego aside and really be like, look, we don't have all the answers, but we know what we do know. 
and we know what our strengths are. So we played to our strengths. We got the right people in place. Um, and shoot, we took a leap of faith and just prayed it would work out. Um, it was that yeah, prayer. Honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. And and you know what you said a, a key point about taking a leap of faith of stepping out on faith. And that's with everything, you know, Julie can attest to it, even with how you audition, you know, for the voice and, and whatever other things that you have done. You know, it does take that faith because all of us in us, you know, believe it or not, we have doubt. You know, we we think mm-hmm. like in our minds, you know, and it's from the enemy. He tries to tell us like, oh, no, you, you can't do this or you're not good enough for this or that's not going to happen. You know, and it just takes that leap of faith of saying, you know what, I'm just going to trust God. I'm going to do it. I'm going to go out, you know, and that's what you guys did. So, Julian, we're going to get to you now um, and just kind of talk about, you know, the things that you're doing. So what is it that you're doing? Oh, before you get to that, my bad, my bad, my bad. I will also say, I got to say a lot of times, it ain't even doubt from the enemy. I think it's just truly just doubt from within. I mean, I feel like a lot of times you don't really know what it takes to get to the next level. And I think what we all need to recognize is everything that we've been through is preparing us for that next big thing. Um, but That's a lot true. of times we don't really take into account the things we've been through and the ways we're being prepared because we can't see the end at the beginning. Uh-huh. And I think a lot of times uh-huh. we we are already going through the trials and tribulations necessary to get us to that next place, but we got our own ability before anybody else even gives us a no. That's so true. That's, that's my true. only little... Yeah. That was Preach. Preach. That was good. Um... That's so true, though, because I, even in my profession, which is singing and performing, I've noticed that everything that I've... We can't hear you, bro. Can you hear me? We can hear him good. Yes, we can. Go ahead. I can't Yeah, that's the end of the So everything that I'm doing uh, has been preparing me for the next step. So when I think about, like, um, even going to China, I was performing six nights a week, four hours a night. Literally got back from China two weeks later. I'm in a Motown show. I'm dancing background for a really big uh, Bollywood artist. And I was flying back and forth for The Voice. So every year, it's kind of like whatever I'm doing is preparing me for the next thing. Uh, I'm still part of the touring Motown show. We just finished up at MGM National Harbor. And we were about to go to MGM in Boston. But COVID hit. Uh, And right now, during COVID, I've kind of just been like... I'm taking some online classes, I'm working out, I'm writing a lot uh, and kind of working on some other projects. I'm getting to partner with Next Gen America to uh, inform my followers about the mail-in ballot process. And I'm partnering with a few other brands right now just because it's really difficult right now. We can't meet in person. Um, But for me, it's been really cool to kind of have this time to kind of invest back into myself and to kind of rewrite the story for the next chapter so that I have something to sing and to perform about. So. I'm in a great space. Yeah. Yeah. And what would you say would be like one of the biggest obstacles that you had to face with like everything that you're doing? Biggest obstacle? Probably realizing that I am worth being in the spaces that I'm in. Uh, A lot of time, you know, my talent has, my talent speaks for itself. So it opens the door. Um, But you have to believe in yourself in order for people to believe in you, too. And a lot of times, like, there 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 were moments when I was preparing for The Voice, and I'm like, yo, like, what am I, 
am I really here? Like, wow, this is crazy. And then I was like, I'm here because I'm meant to be here. And so right. now I walk, I walk more in that space of like all of these singers and performers and artists that I feel like I want to be like, I had to realize that I was that for so many other people. And that just keeps me going. It keeps me like, wow, I'm supposed to be here. So that was probably maybe one of the biggest um, hurdles I think I've had to go over, but literally like here, Shear says, it keeps happening for me. And mm-hmm. I don't know how, and I don't know why, but I'm gonna keep doing it. <laughs> wow, yeah, Amen that's, that. fa- that's favor, that's favor. Yeah. And what would be like some advice that you would give to like, you know, performers, um, you know, who are trying to venture down the same avenue and maybe just feel stuck or feel like, you know, maybe I will never get to where I wanna be, or, you know, maybe this isn't for me, but they, they wanna do this. Honestly, um, one of the biggest lessons I've learned is that you have to show up for yourself because if you don't show up for yourself, nobody else will. And I remember when I first started, like even back to the days where I was working at Sessing Place as a dancer, it was taking a lot of like of my family time away and sacrificing a lot of my, my free time to actually invest in myself. Um, and the more that you do that and the more that you show up for yourself, it'll make other people want to show up for you. So when you when you do the work before, like even this quarantine, I'm working my behind off. I'm eating right. I'm working out. I'm getting my mind right. I'm writing more because I know that after this quarantine is over, something is going to be there and I need to be ready for it. You know, and if I don't show up for myself, then how do I expect somebody to put me on tour with Justin Timberlake or give me a job or the TV show or, you know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and I, and I think as I, as I realized now, I had the very fortunate pleasure of going to the Philadelphia High School for Creative Performing Arts and the University of the Arts and singing for the people that I've sung with and being on television and touring and all of this stuff. But it didn't happen overnight. It was a lot of work, like over and over and over, you know? Um, and it's kind of like working out. You know how people have these goals and they want to work out. It's like, oh, I want six pack. And then when it's not, when it's not there in two weeks, people lose yeah, lose hope. hope, you know. Yeah. But honestly, if you sh- if you can commit to showing up for yourself, I promise you, someone will commit to showing up for you. Yeah, and that's so, that's so true. I can um, relate to you on that with what you're talking about as it pertains to, you know, what you said, like with starting out. Because like even with the podcast, the Lord gave me, you know, a vision, and it wasn't my vision. I never thought like that I was going to be doing anything like this, like you know, and so literally. I put in 100% from the first day that he gave it to me. I didn't wait until, you know, all of a sudden it got to a place where people, you know, would acknowledge it to say, well, you know what? Now today I'm going to give it 100%. No, from the beginning, I'm going to give it 100% because I believe that if God gave me something, he saw something in it. He knows how big it's going to get. Even though the Lord showed me from the first day, I don't know whose phone is that. It's with the feedback. It's, I think it's their phone sitting on the table. It's giving a lot yeah. of echo. Is that yeah. better? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And so, like, literally from the first day that, you know, he showed me, you know, when I showed me, downloaded this podcast into me, he showed me how far it was going to go. So even mm-hmm. when people come along and say, oh, it's going to be da 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 The Lord said da 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 
they only confirmed what the Lord had already told me. But the point of the matter is, you know, I still gave it a hundred percent from the beginning. And like how you said, that's so important because some people sometimes, you know, they'll they'll wait until they get the encouragement from somebody else. Sometimes you gotta encourage yourself. And that's very true. That's very true. I think like growing up in church, I I would have the same thing prophesied to me over and over and over. Juanita Bynum said it, Donnie McClurkin said it, Apostle Turner on Austin said it. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, there must, this must have to happen. And it's so funny because I was just watching a, a video uh, two days ago, one of my favorite people on this earth, Kira Shear, <laughs> she was watching something and she was saying that they said that if God said it's gonna happen, then it has to happen. Yeah. Whether, whether four weeks, four years, 10 years, you know, a quarantine, a quarantine can't stop that. And honestly, that keeps me going. Like even during this quarantine for, for performers, this is probably one of the worst things to ever happen. Um, but it's going to happen, you know? And if you continue to show up for yourself, things will happen. I never, like when this first started happening, I lost about eight months of work in literally three days. Wow. And little by little, like little partnerships are happening and people are reaching out for projects and things are happening. And I feel like it's a result of me continuing to show up for myself and mm -hmm. continue to put in the work. And people see that, you know, I'm not sitting on Instagram all depressed, like, right, you know, right. that makes a huge yeah. difference. Yeah. And, and then it's, it's just so true. So I believe that first part, you do have to believe in yourself. You know, and even with what you guys did, um, Vince and Rashid, you know, just just taking, like you said, that leap of faith. And, you know, even if it was people encouraging you, you still had to encourage yourself. You still had to say, you know what, this is something that we really want to do. You know, we're going to do it. We want to believe now for it. And, you know, it is what it is. And so I just support you guys um, as well for, for everything that you guys are doing. And even to the point, like a lot of people don't know this, you guys were really like a pillar in my life when I went through like my journey of like, I wasn't even transitioning. I was still like in, in a slam, literally. And you guys were like just consistent people, like, you know, especially you, Julian, that would just talk to me, never treated me any, any differently, you know, but would still call me back to Christ. Y'all did. I had to say it. Y'all were like pillars, really. Um, that the Lord had used, you know, during that time. And I always say it was because you guys were relatable, you know, because at that time, and I talked about it on, you know, the regular podcast, I wouldn't have probably listened to somebody that was too deep into church because I was so like brainwashed and in bondage and manipulated. My mind couldn't fathom like what they were saying. I didn't want to hear what they had to say. And so because it came from a relatable voice, you know, somebody that I could relate to, I was more receptive, even though I didn't transition at that time. But the thing was, it was like God had already started, right. you know, you, you know, you guys to start. And so I definitely thank you guys. I thank you guys for just taking the time out today to come on to here, um, to inspire someone else, to uplift them, to encourage, because that's really what it's all about. So I enjoyed you guys on today. We're not going to hold you guys. I think what was what was supposed to be done was done here today. I think you know people are going to benefit from even with the replay and the podcast within itself. Somebody's going to hear. Somebody's going to be encouraged. Just tell people how to um, actually find you guys because if people want to reach out, um, especially Julian with something for for music things and Rashid and you guys, if it's something with school, because I know a lot of people are going to have questions about exactly what you guys do. So just let them know how to reach you guys. 
Okay, well, you guys can follow me on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, it's Julian King, I-T-S-J-U-L-I-N-K-I-N-G. Or you can email me. My email is on the Instagram, and let's talk. And Rashid. Uh, you can find us. Uh, I'm Rashid.Marcel on Instagram, R-A-S-H-I-I-D, period, M-A-R-C-E-L-L. Um, that is where we live, and Vince can give you his info, and then we'll give you summer house info. But. Yeah, you can, I can be reached at Vinny Second on Instagram, V I N N Y two N D. Um, yeah, hit me up. And then anything summer house related, our Instagram is Summer House Institute. Um, you can find our emails there, our um, our everything we have going on, all of our different social channels, uh, website, everything will be right there. Um, also. You know what? I won't even go into that. Yes, it's all right there. It's all what right do there. you want to say? No, no, no. It's not that deep. It's not that deep. I, sorry, it's a train going by. Um, no. I was going to talk about another platform that we have, but I was go like, ahead. That's what it's for. Talk about it. Um, so somebody's son is also my little baby. Um, but it is a platform for black men to discuss mental health, um, trauma, relationships, um, fatherhood everything so um if you're also interested in that it's somebody's son s-m-b-d-y-s-o-n on instagram and the website is coming soon i just gotta pay somebody to make it but uh wow. yeah. and, and you know what I'm, i have to touch on that really fast because that's amazing because we're living in a time that that type of stuff is not talked about because you make it seem as if like men you know can't have feelings or emotions or they can't cry you know, and this is why a lot of men suffer alone because they don't really have like an outlet to be really able to talk about stuff like that. Or yeah. somebody relatable once again, you know, that they feel comfortable with talking, you know, those things about with. So that that's dope within itself. That's amazing. Yeah, that's I've amazing. cried about thirteen times a day. So mm -hmm. it's all oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. I love it. I love that idea. That's amazing. I don't know why I hear like something about a summer camp. A summer camp. Oh, that's cursed. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. A summer camp. Okay, so maybe that's for Kurt then. Yeah, you summer gotta bring camp. him on. Hey, you know, yeah, he's I thought he was, he's yeah, he was yeah. He's a youth pastor. Yeah, he's got a uh, oh. over in Jersey. Wow, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. That's amazing. Maybe that's why I heard that. I, well, I know he was busy. Yeah. So we thank you guys again for tuning in with us and joining us and, and just sharing your stories and uplifting and motivating. This is very vital information. It's so important. And you guys will just be the first great podcast for the Millennial Corner. And we'll see you guys next time. Thank right, you so thank much you. for having us on tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant.